You're listening to ESPN 100.3 FM, KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Local sports, national sports. The G-Cat is on it. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Now, saddle up for a tall glass of sports talk. Here's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Oh, man, we got a lot to talk about today. Dennis Allen, head coach of the old New Orleans Saints, speaking at the owners' meetings. He said something today that has everybody up in arms, Saints fans. Maybe we need some therapy today. I don't know. Very happy though so far in the off season. I think we've done some. I think we've made some nice moves in free agency. Um, you know, you're always looking to, to to see where you can continue to you know try to fill out your roster. But we feel good about where we're at right now. All right, and then also last night, I, good or bad, when Garrett Temple's on the floor for your New Orleans Pelicans. Well, I guess the tone. Of the highlight probably tells you if it's good or bad. Temple for three, Uncle Temp right wing. There it is. Why not? If Garrett Temple is uh, shooting threes late in the game, that means you did really well. The Pelicans took care of business yesterday, and we will hear from head coach Willie Green as well as the graph coming up live from San Francisco. They're back at it today. They are taking on Golden State. And it's a big game for a couple of reasons, which we'll get into. 12.30, John Sigler. Uh, we will talk with him about some of the things that Dennis Allen said today and what Brian Edwards had to say yesterday. I have a lot more sound from him. That is the new receiver that played with Derek Carr with the Raiders. He was with the Falcons last year for a few games, then got released. Um, he's a big target, big receiver. So we'll get into that with him. But more importantly, a lot of what you saw and heard today from Dennis Allen. And he spoke about the, the free age. He spoke about 35 minutes. So I got about half of that as it just wrapped up a little bit ago. But some of the important stuff, including his thoughts on Michael Thomas, including his thoughts on everything else here as well. So we'll touch on all of that and more. Gary Smith at 115. We'll do what we normally do on Tuesdays with him. Kind of look at all of college baseball in around the area, including Tulane, who... Um, well, they didn't have a good West Coast trip. They won their game at Seattle before heading over to Hawaii, and at the very least, Corey Glory got to, you know, see paradise. Other than that, they didn't go well, and it's not going well for a season. Tulane also had a, um, their spring game, so we'll touch on all of that and more. So we'll get that underway. And then also coming up in our number three, Schmidt Dua will talk to us at 2.05. Matty Hudak at some point today here as well. We'll touch on all of that and more. But before we get to what DA had to say, real quickly, since we're going to talk to Graf about the game itself, just overall why that was a solid effort as the Pelicans win their fifth game in a row in absolute perfect time for them to win that game. And, again, it's what you needed to do when you had to do it. And what I mean by that is we said at the end of the the show yesterday, it's pretty much tank mode for Portland. Dame Lillard, Anthony Simmons, I mean, they, they, they all sat. They sat everybody. Well, 
you still got to go out there and, and make sure it's over with early and quickly. And the Pelicans did just that yesterday. It was 34-14 at the end of one. It ties the season low in holding opponents in that first quarter. The last time they held a team to 14 points was the first game of the season against the Brooklyn Nets. But that gave you some 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 space, okay? You, you wound up leading by 36 in this game. So there was no doubt. Brandon Ingram, 29 points in the game, in the win, through three quarters. He didn't play in the fourth. So two things happened last night. You got the win, most importantly. You got it done in three quarters, essentially. So you could sit a lot of players that need to get going today because you're taking on the Warriors, who lost the last time they were on the court at home. That doesn't happen often. That was only the eighth loss of the season, so they're going to be very angry. Um, here's Willie Green on the win. The fact that we um, we came in and just took care of business, we know that the, the Trailblazers are down guys, um, but it was important for us to respect our opponent, come out, execute on both ends of the floor, and we did that for 48 minutes. So I think one of the things that we look at is getting the win, and more importantly, when you get the win, you're able to move up in the standings a bit, right? So when you look at the standings now, it's incredible. You're 12th just a couple days ago. You get a couple of these wins against teams and games that you absolutely need. Well, uh, you're now 8th. A half game behind Golden State who fell from 6th to 7th because Minnesota won yesterday. Minnesota, the last two games, by the way, they have won against Golden State at home. And then last night, they beat Sacramento. The Kings had a playoff spot on the line. If they would have won, they would have clinched a spot for the first time in 16 years or so. So Minnesota is playing very well. Not surprisingly, Carl Anthony Towns is back. He came back. Hadn't played since November. It's kind of what I feel and hope that once Zion comes in, it's just going to add another element to that team. But Anthony Edwards has been playing fantastic, kept them afloat, got them playing well. Boom, you add Carl Anthony Towns. Now they're sixth. Now, you're only a half game out of sixth, though, if you're New Orleans. Remember, final game of the season will be Minnesota on the road. So you're going to play them. Last game of the regular season. But by winning five straight here, you've gotten a chance to get to within a half game of six. Remember, the Clippers are fifth. They won last night. They're 11 and a half back. You're 13, so you're two and a half back. You're going to play them again on Saturday. Another chance to get closer to them. You take on Golden State today. If you can somehow win tonight, you not only get the game on the Warriors, but you have the tiebreaker. Remember those two games in New Orleans earlier this season that they chose to punt and sit all their starters down? Pelicans won both of those games handedly. So here's a chance to win the tiebreaker over Golden State. That would be massive. I can't imagine many teams have the tiebreaker over uh, that as well. So it's something to talk about. And as... You hear Willie Green talk about it too, that this win streak, what has led to it. He had this to say last night. The biggest key is accountability, uh, starting with myself. Um, after, the, after the Lakers lost, we, like I said, we had some tough discussions, everybody as a group. 
uh, you go back home and you reevaluate what can I do better. All of our guys did the same thing, and we didn't see results right away. We lost the next game, but we're holding each other accountable. We, we have a standard in which we want to play. Um, it doesn't guarantee us a win, but all of our guys know that this is the time, this is important, that we step on the floor with the mentality to give ourselves an opportunity to win games, and we're doing that. So there you go. So we'll talk a little bit more about this here with Todd a little bit as well. Bottom of the hour, so we're going to talk a little Saints. Look, um, so Dennis Allen spoke today, and yesterday was AFC coaches. This morning it was NFC coaches. Let's. I, we're going to talk. I, I'm going to play a lot of what he's saying here in the two o'clock hour, one o'clock hour. I got a lot of time over the next three hours to to play a lot of it. What has got a lot of people going is he was asked about Michael Thomas, John the Shazer. Asked him about Michael Thomas and his status. Has he seen him? Has he talked to him? What's his health status? More important. Yeah, I don't want to get into specifics on that. Um, uh, but yet, look, he's making progress in the recovery. Um, he's not a hundred percent, and and we're gonna we're gonna be cautious with it um, and take our time. And and uh, you know, we don't really want to put him out there till he's a hundred percent. All right, so people hear that, and and even Nick Underhill said, "Look, people are going to hear that, and they're going to, you know, be ready to jump off a bridge." And 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 he tweeted that he's not a hundred percent, but that he hopes that he's going to be ready to go in the off season here at some point. If if you want, you can just go to the the tweet and look at the comments. One one of the more popular gifs or different variations. But it's Michael Thomas. He's got a gray beard, gray hair. And it's always on the GIF. The year is 2035. I think the one I read, Pete Davidson's president. Elon Musk is running the United States East Coast. All this other stuff. Um, the NFL's expanded to the moon. Michael Thomas is off the rust, is off the injury report. That's probably one of, I don't know, 50 on there. Several comments are he doesn't want to play football. Followed by more comments, cut him. Followed by more comments, he's stealing money. It just goes on and on. As with Zion, until they play and are healthy, that's going to be the narrative. I can't do anything about it. I don't really think they can either other than, you know, be available. And there's a, there's an element to that that I get. I do. I mean, I'm in a text chain earlier today. Same thing. Second he said that. There he is. Cut him. Bust. Okay. But let's start there. First off, he signed a one year deal. A prove it deal. It's not very expensive. And more importantly, it's very incentive-laced. He has to play. He has to see snaps. He has to make receptions. He has to score touchdowns if he wants to maximize the contract up to $15 million. If he does it, he doesn't get paid. Comma. It ain't your money. I, I love when fans get really bent out of shape on the cap and who spent It's not your money. They're actually taking your money, to be honest with you. 
You want to look at it that way. You should probably be more upset at the ticket prices, the parking, the concession prices, $18 for a cold one. That, that Those are legit reasons to get upset. What does it matter to you who they pay? Based on this aspect, comma, my other one, when it's like, well, cut them. Great. Who are you going with? I, I saw more people upset that Marquez Callaway signed with the Broncos. Again, fantastic story. Love the guy. Excellent. Are you really going to tell me Michael Thomas is not better than Marquez Callaway? And I'm not disrespectful here. I'm just, really? Well, Gus, he's got to be. I hear you. You're absolutely right. He has to be healthy. If he's not, it's a one-year deal. You move on. If he is, you have a number one receiver. That's period. End of story. He is your best receiver. Period. Olave is good. He's not as physical. But he can run. That's great. I hear you. You don't have anybody like him. He had toe surgery in November. Look it up. Google it. Dislocated toe surgery. It's a six-month recovery. Let's count. December, January, February, March. He's in month four. April is five months. May is six months per my fingers on my hand. Like, just Google toe surgery, dislocated toe surgery, recovery time. It's just incredible to me. He doesn't want to play. What? He's trying to get healthy. Oh, you know who else? DA said is not healthy. Cesar Ruiz, Trevor Penning. We cutting them. You probably don't want to know the amount of players that actually go through procedural cleanup surgeries in the offseason. Offseason conditioning starts April 17th. Are we really going to be upset if 100% of the roster is able to lift together? Here's where I'm at with players like him. It's important, obviously, to get him on the field. Get the reps in. Get the tosses in. Again, I go back to the argument I had about him the last couple of weeks and months. If he'd have shown up to training camp out of shape, not ready last year and all that stuff, I got you. Show me a photo where that guy looks fat. Show me a guy where that guy doesn't look like he's ready to play or fit. Show me a game where he didn't look like he could contribute, like he didn't at Atlanta game. Are you really worried that he's going to be ready to go? If he's healthy and it can get going? He's in the recovery window of a surgery that took place in November. And for some reason, there's a large large portion of this fan base that absolutely is certain they know his health. They know his motivation. They know his mental state. They know his desire to not play football for the Saints. You know, again, he signed. He didn't have to sign here. (laughs) He called the quarterback that they just signed to come here. And there are still people tweeting, he doesn't want to play here. It's unbelievable to me. So give me a better option. Who are you going with? Because anybody of that caliber that can make those plays is going to cost you money. You ain't got it. 
Anyway, it's some more that DA had to say about it. We're going to play a lot more of that here as well. We'll talk a little hoops next. The voice of the Pelicans joins us on ESPN New Orleans. Wow, it's that time of year again at Craig LeBlanc Toyota in Homa. Great deals like never before. Never before. Shop now for a huge selection of new Toyotas in stock and more arriving daily. Great dealer discounts on all the new and pre-owned Toyotas in stock. Get two years free maintenance too. Just click and save at GregLeBlancToyota.com. But you've got to hurry to take advantage of these great prices. Greg's got the deals as your low price leader. Greg LeBlanc Toyota, 220 South Hollywood Road in Homa. Following a natural disaster, it is imperative that insurance companies respond quickly for our communities begin to rebuild. Louisiana law requires prompt adjustment of claims as well as payment following a storm. If your insurance company failed to pay your claim within 30 days following inspection of your property, please call us at AMO Trial Lawyers, 985-446-3333. That's 985-446-3333. You may have an additional claim for recovery. AMO Trowlers. Time is money. Don't waste both running around looking for filters, batteries, and belt sand related items. Fleet Supply Warehouse delivers. Fleet Supply offers daily scheduled delivery, including Bayou Lafouche, New Orleans, Morgan City, New Iberia, Lafayette, Thibodeau, Baton Rouge, the North Shore, plus the River Parishes, too. Automotive, lawn equipment, agricultural, marine, or industrial. Fleet Supply Warehouse. 985-868-0430. Venture Boulevard, Homa. Prescription products require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if a prescription is appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. Subscription required. Hey guys, did you know there's a generic form of Viagra that works just the same but is 90% cheaper? And you can get it online? Just go to 4 slash joy. At Hims, you'll get a free medical consultation, discreet shipping if prescribed, a 100% online process, and trusted generic alternatives to the biggest brands. At 90% off. That's right. Get generic for Viagra. The same active ingredient as brand name Viagra, but 90% cheaper. It's the same medication you get from your doctor, but with zero copay, no expensive appointments, and no awkward face-to-face conversations. To start your free online visit, you need to go to this exclusive address, 4 slash joy. That's 4 slash joy for your free online visit. F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash J-O-Y. How can we be excited about a show where we just talk? Talk sports. That's how they talk in the major league. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. 800-998-1003 is the way to chime into the conversation. What an absolute fantastic night last night for your Pelicans taking care of business is the way that I guess you would look at it. Um, more importantly, I-, I love this aspect of it as we bring in the voice of the Pels, Ty Graffinini, live from San Francisco, who tweeted he doesn't know what day it is. I don't either. I just text Maddie Hudak. She was supposed to be on earlier. She's going to come on at 2.15. I'm like... Maddie, I don't even know what day it is or what time it is. You understand what I'm getting at, right? <laughs> yeah, I do, Gus. Uh, I I do know I am in San Francisco. It is uh, the weather is not very good, so I'm yeah. um, gonna just hang out here in the room and get back on the bus in a couple hours and head to Chase Center. I mean, what what other else uh, yeah. do I have to do here? And then Denver. And then you'll be in Denver this well, time. Well, yeah, tomorrow. we'll be in Denver at this time tomorrow. We'll be in Denver. Yeah, so how about exactly. that? Three cities in about. 
it is uh it is coming it is coming quickly the end of the regular season it's fast and furious your last couple of games you had three games in four days hopefully zion we got a lot to get into but i i wanted to play this i was thinking it would highlight to come in with you and it, it's the most graph slash pelicans highlight ever yesterday and i think you know which one it is here it is by sharp now trey drives and double clutches and throws it down with two hands oh my heavens he levitated just like that. So I cut that separately because it was a very good play, right? I love seeing Trey Murphy elevate. He's going strong to the basket. The double clutch was fantastic. And now the most graph in Pelicans cut ever. Once again. By Sharp. Now Trey drives. And double clutches and throws it down with two hands. Oh, my heavens, he levitated. Just like that. And then we don't get back. <laughs> so much for that highlight. Kevin Knox with a catch and a dunk. So, Gus, I know you're going to cut that highlight. Forget about it. We don't get back defensively. And Willie Green disgustedly takes a timeout. <laughs> that's it. That, that's the Pels in a nutshell. Yeah, no, look, that was just a, you know, a little slip there. It, it actually happened three times last night. Yeah. You know, um, meaning the Pelicans didn't get back and, and Willie Green was able to kind of settle things down. Yeah. You know, I was thinking about this, Gus. Uh, I, and again, I know we got a lot to get into, but very quietly during the streak, uh, the Pelicans defense has been really, I mean, we all know that the offense is clicking again and you're getting 120 points a game, but very quietly, Gus, mm-hmm. through all of this, the Pelicans have now moved up to fifth in the NBA in defensive rating. Um, we're at 111.8. And that's pretty darn good. And again, that's really been lost in the shuffle throughout of this. The Pell's defense has been really, really good. And when you combine that with the way that the offense has been clicking uh, in the last couple of weeks, I mean, that's, that's how you win ball games when you're getting it done on both ends of the floor. And the Pelicans certainly are right now. Uh, good things are going to happen. And right now it's, it's pretty good. What are the things to, to look at, in, and I played it in, in the last segment, as to what has changed in the last five games? And you could probably give me some specifics, and we touched on it yesterday with some of our other guests, too, that we've been able to see, and even Jake Madison, when he joined us in our pregame on Saturday, Jonas, B.I., to name a few. But I, I thought it was interesting, Willie said, hey, it was a mental thing, too. Not Not just the players had the – it wasn't like a players-only meeting. He just said everyone had – an honest conversation, and that was something that has led to this win streak. Is what he had to say. The biggest key is accountability, uh, starting with myself. Um, after the, after the Lakers loss, we like I said, we had some tough discussions. Everybody as a group, uh, you go back home and you reevaluate. What can I do better? All of our guys did the same thing, and we didn't see results right away. We lost the next game, but. We're holding each other accountable. We, we have a standard in which we want to play. Um, it doesn't guarantee us a win, but all of our guys know that this is the time, this is important, that we step on the floor with the mentality to give ourselves an opportunity to win games, and we're doing that. Call it a refocusing, Todd? Yeah, I, I, w- I would think so. And even, look, he said the next game, and that, of course, was the, uh, the St. Patrick's Day debacle, as uh, will be known forever, mm-hmm. uh, and that, Houston game, but you know, the thing about that game, Gus, is the Pels actually played very well uh, against the Rockets in that Friday night game. 
just didn't make any shots down the stretch when it when it really counted. And, you know, other than that, you know, about seven-minute stretch, the Pels have played really, really solid basketball. And, look, sometimes you you got to hit the bottom before you go back up, and I guess that was the real low. You know, the Laker game was really, really the low point. Uh, I would say that was the crater of the season. Mm-hmm. And, like I said, even though you played well against Houston in that first game, you started to see the upswing. Um, you started to see the ball movement. You started to see, you know, getting it inside to Jonas and the offense kind of going through him and then Brandon Ingram, you know, being very, very aggressive with the basketball. And and it's just really gone from there. And, and, and since that night, it's really been the best stretch of the year when, of course, you're talking about when Zion Williamson has not been in the lineup. Um, it's just been a lot of fun to watch. And, yeah, look, they had to, they had to do some soul searching. I mean, the season was, was, was starting to crater. I mean, yeah. it, was, uh, it was spinning out of control, Gus. I mean, we were, what, four games under 500 and out of the play-in in the 12th spot. And, um, you know, now you've got yourself in a position where, you know, you can uh, win some games here and, 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 you know, possibly get into the top six. I mean, it's just so bunched up right now. Um, you can switch positions every single night. Uh, if you win, if you lose, what the other teams are doing. I mean, yeah. it, it's a scoreboard watcher's dream right now. Um, and it's a lot of fun to be a part of. But it's uh, it's definitely some uh, you know going going to the arena, Gus. I mean, you you feel the butterflies, man. I mean, these games are really really uber important. So um, it, I'm just I'm just glad we're in the mix, Gus, and out on the outside looking in. Yeah, no doubt. And you know, it's interesting. I brought this up in post game last night to you two times this season here at the Smoothie King Center. Golden State said we're good, and they didn't play their starters. Pelicans took advantage. They won those two games. That's why this game's even more important. If you can somehow find a way to win that chase today and get the third win out of four games over the Warriors, you own the tiebreaker. No doubt. And if the Pels can pull it off tonight, you move into sixth. I mean, you move into the playoff window and not in the play-in. So, the stakes tonight are very, very high, and it's also interesting too, Gus. You know, you talked about how, and we talked about it last night, how Golden State literally punted those two games. I mean, they played nobody uh, in them. And now tonight, we're actually going to see the Golden State Warriors with their full complement of players. Even the loss we had earlier this month, Steph Curry didn't play. Um, he's playing tonight. And everybody's playing tonight. So if you're going to beat the Warriors, you're going to do it at their full strength. So it is a really, really intriguing matchup. And, uh, you know, I, it's all about confidence right now, though. And the confidence for the Pelicans is pretty high. Um, and you talked about Golden State and what happened on Sunday. You know, I watched that game when Minnesota held them off. I mean, Golden State really should have won that game and just kind of let it slip through their hands at the end. And I don't think they played particularly well, did Golden State. They didn't score 100 points in their own building, which is extremely rare. I mean, very, very rare. And you think, well, well, what happened? Uh, They didn't shoot the ball well like they normally do, but they still made 15 threes, Gus, and didn't shoot it well. Um, It's all about the three-point shot with Golden State. 
They are number one in the league by a large margin in three-pointers made. Um, they've got, what, 1,252 threes this season? Here's the scary <laughs> thing. I, I mean, think about this. That's, that's ridiculous. Think about that. Just think about this. <laughs> the Pelicans made 21 threes yeah. against the Clippers yeah. on Saturday night. I mean, we were popping champagne. It was a celebration. I mean, yes. It was an absolute, like it was New Year's Eve. <laughs> right. We made 23s for the first time, what, since 2020? Mm-hmm. Since MLK Day 2020, the Pels made 23s in a ball game. Golden State has made 23s 16 times this season. 16 times. Can you imagine? I think my head would explode <laughs> right. if we made that, that, that many threes yeah. that often. And they're very, very close. Jordan Poole's got 196. Um, and he, he's their third leading scorer. <laughs> um, they're going to have three 200 make threes, uh, individually. Clay Thompson, who's leading the league with 273, I want to say. Steph's at 242 and pulls at 196. The only other team in the history of the NBA that have had three, uh, three guys making 200 threes in a season mm. was the 16 Rockets. And they had, um, you know, James Harden and Ryan Anderson. Um, I mean, that was a team that just all they did was jack threes up. So that's really what you're going to face tonight. Um, you just, you know, we made 12 threes last night and actually shot it not poorly at 42%. I mean, you think Trey Murphy was one for seven. Right. Uh, but everybody else, you know, did what they needed to do. But I just twelve threes ain't going to cut it tonight, Gus. I mean, we're going to need probably in the fifteen range. Yeah, you uh, said Trey Murphy can't go one for seven. Yeah, no, can't, can't do it. Um, but look, he the the good thing about Trey is even though his shot wasn't there last night, he didn't stop shooting. I mean, right. he is still very, very confident, and that's what he needs to be, uh, especially against the Warriors this season. All right. Ty Graffinini, voice of the Pels, should be fun tonight. Uh, it, again, I, I'm being greedy. If we can get two more wins this week out of the next three games, uh, it, it'll look good. We're getting closer to, uh, sing, well, we're already in single digits, but less than, you know, half a dozen games, you know, seven games, it'll be six after tonight. So it's right. Yeah, it's, right. it's, it's nitty gritty time, Gus. Yeah. I mean, it is, it is absolute nitty gritty time. This, right. this game tonight is key. Go take a nap, and uh, the best part about it is when you get to the arena, John DeShazer will be there with you. Yes, yes, he is. uh, He just finished watching Dennis Allen live in Phoenix, and he is on his way to the airport as we speak in Phoenix and flying up to San Francisco. So I'm going to have my partner uh, for the rest of the season home and road. So that is outstanding news. Yeah, no doubt. I was texting him. I heard him asking Dennis Allen about the Michael Thomas question, and then Twitter went ballistic <laughs> so I'm like well i guess you're there JD starting starting the stuff up he man. did just he kind started of, just kind of stirring it all up yeah all right my friend we'll Calm see you down, people. Calm yeah, down. he'll be all fine right. thank you bud all right man. yep right. uh john sigler saints wire will join us next to talk about some of the things that da did talk about including the michael thomas comments where he's not 100 percent right now but he expects him to be at some point this offseason that's the key Don't shut your brain down the second you hear he's not healthy. So Sports Hangover at ESPN New Orleans.
Thibodeau Regional Cancer Institute Festival of Hope presents Concert for the Cause with up-and-coming music artist Kennedy Anderson live Saturday, April 15th. Also performing local favorites Soul Survivors, Kennedy Anderson and Soul Survivors Saturday, April 15th at 1.30 at the Thibodeau Regional Sports Complex. Proceeds support cancer education, screenings, and treatment. Adults $20, kids $10, and under 6 free. For more, go to Thibodeau.com. What is hope? Hope to me was just that he would get to come home. I had no idea how hard it would be once he got back. I wish she'd stop drinking so much. She thinks it's helping, but it's not. I hope she sees that soon. I act like I don't care if he comes to my games. But I hope he does. I used to hope he'd find happiness again. Now I hope. Our marriage makes it. I hope Grandpa will get help. He thinks it's too late, but it's not. With everything that he's going through, I hope he sees a counselor. I just want my brother back. I hoped he'd get help. Stop hoping things would get better on their own. He told me to stop asking. I didn't. Then one day he asked for a ride. Hope is knowing there are other families just like yours that the veterans they love got help and recovered. Go to maketheconnection.net and turn hope into action. Keyshawn Johnson, Jay Williams, and Max Kellerman. Jay, who do you get mistaken for? I used to get Cisco back in the day, which is not a good look. I don't know if that's a... I used to get Jim Rome back in the day because he had a goatee and so did I. It's as simple as that. No, you're Mike Greenberg. Talking Now I get Mike Greenberg. Back then I got I got Jim Rome. I, was just yeah, doing... I guess you could get a Jim Rome. People that... They just know casual. sports. He had yeah. a goatee. I had a goatee yeah. at the time. So, you know, with the connecting cyber. Yeah. Right. 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. I can yeah. see that. Athletically, I've got mistaken for Andrew Bynum many years ago. Bynum? How much weight did you know. put on? Right. Damn. Yeah, just the He stood huh? about six or and, seven and feet. Andrew Bynum, the Pro Hawk. I've been mistaken for T.O. years mm. ago, oh, mistaken for Michael Irvin. T.O. makes more sense than Bynum to no, me. No, but he looks nothing so like T.O. G.J. and Max. Followed by Greeny. Mornings on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Oh, big talker, ain't you? A man that likes to talk. Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill on ESPN 100.3 FM and ESPN 1003.com. Yeah, I don't, I, I, I expect him to be fully healthy and ready to go. Um, when that point in time is, I, I don't want to get into those speculations, but, um, but yeah, we feel good about where he's at. All right, there you go. That's the second part of what Dennis Allen was talking about with Michael Thomas. Have any Saints fans? Mr. John Sigler, managing editor of the Saints Wire, probably didn't get to before starting to comment about Michael Thomas. Good afternoon, John. How are you today, sir? I'm doing fantastic, Gus. Thanks for having me on the show again. Oh, it's been a it's been an interesting off season, man. Lots of moves, lots of players been speaking the last couple of weeks, beginning with David Carr and such, and haven't had a chance to really catch up with you about all of that, man. Is there anything that's really stood out to you from listening to the new D tackles, the new cornerbacks, the new running back, the new quarterback? And we'll get to coach here in a second, man. But is anything sticking out to you at all? Man, this might be the most charismatic group of free agents I've ever seen the Saints bring in here. I mean, we got some big personalities with uh, Jamal Williams, Colin Saunders. Uh, dude, these are some team-first guys. These are some uh, good teammates, Got guys who know how to fit into a locker room and be a, be a positive influence in there. And 
that's really stood out listening to them talk. You know, they, they, they've got a lot of personality, a lot of charisma, and I think they're going to be a big part of, of getting the Saints where they want to go this year. John, how in the world did they manage to do this? How did they pay for everybody? How did they do it again? Man, man, it, hey, it's the same story as always. You know, uh, Kai Harley is the man of the hour. He really st- stepped up when the Saints needed him to, and getting creative with this uh, salary cap management. You know, not just restructures, but in how they're you know structuring a lot of these deals from the jump. You know, um, as far as the salary cap hits go for for these uh, free agents they're signing. You know, they're signing. They're only counting a couple couple of million dollars against the cap this year for guys like again guys who are going to be playing a big role like Colin Saunders, Nathan Shepard, uh, Jamal Williams. So Kai Harley deserves his flowers right now. He's done a, a, just a great job of not, not just getting the Saints under the cap, but in structuring things and laying things out so that it's going to be a bit easier to manage moving forward. Now, one thing that the Saints do deserve a lot of credit for, not only give props to the players themselves too is um, finding ways to keep guys around on pay cuts. You know, Jameis Winston obviously drew a lot of attention when he, he agreed to come back. Uh, so does uh, Andrews Pete and Michael Thomas as well. You know, finding ways to reach agreements with with these guys who are all going to be important players for you mm-hmm. and keeping them at a lower price number. Um, you know, they, they deserve some credit for kind of setting their egos aside a bit here. Um, you, you know, you never want to see somebody have to walk away from their money, but for them to, to be able to you know, swallow their pride a bit and agree to come back at a lower number than they initially agreed for, that's paying off in a big way, and that that's helped the Saints uh, put a pretty talented team together so far. John, I think that's important that you say it like that, too, because I think a lot of times we'll, we'll just look at the tweets, we'll just look at the reports, we'll, we'll see this person restructured, this person did all of that. But you're right. For, you, the player has to agree to that. And yeah. I think it probably speaks to the culture the locker room, and I would say the respect or even desire to want to be here. Guys that aren't happy wouldn't do that, right? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, you even look at situations like like with Jameis Winston specifically. Uh, th- things were pretty rocky at times last season, you know, whenever, whenever he got benched and whenever they kept him on the bench. And, um, you know, <clears throat> it was not in a very positive place there, as I understand it, between him and the team. But, Hey, everyone was able to put their differences aside, talk it out, find a, find a, a compromise that makes everyone happy. That gives the Saints a pretty high quality number two quarterback, and gives Winston a, a good opportunity to, uh, you know, potentially have have a have a big role here in New Orleans still. Uh, and again, coming coming back at a lower number. So, hey, uh, credit to all involved for uh, re- reaching that agreement and uh, keep, keeping helping to do their part to keep this team together. Want to get into obviously what DA had to say today about a lot of the different players. I'm going to play a lot of this sound here throughout the show, but it's something that came out today that I think is just as important to be honest with you. And look, a lot of the early moves this offseason were staff. We saw a lot of staff go to different teams, competing teams in the division and such. Mm-hmm. Jari Evans, though, becoming a full member of the staff on the offensive line. Johnny was an intern last year. He yeah. replaces Zach Streif. Why is that such a good move that maybe even going to be talked about nationally? I love that move. You know, I remember talking with Ross Jackson back when uh, Street first led for Denver. Like, hey, they, they better move and get Jari in here. <laughs> um, he, he just brings a wealth of experience. You know, working specifically with guys like Cesar Ruiz, um, who plays that same right guard spot. Um, man, I mean, Jari, he, he started 11 years in this league. He made uh, six Pro Bowls, um, all pro list every other year, it seemed like. Um, 
You know, he, he is just a very impressive player, a future Hall of Famer. Having him in the building as a resource for guys like Susie, for guys like Cesar Ruiz, mm-hmm. Calvin Rock Morton, Lewis Kidd, having him in the building as a resource for these young guys to draw from, speak with, and learn from, uh, that, that's going to pay off in a big way. We saw it last year. Ruiz just had the best year of his career. And I'm sure a lot of that is more on the, the, uh, the day-to-day work with sure. his position coach, Doug Marone. Uh, but being, but having Evans in his ear for a month in training camp, that had he had to have learned, picked up some uh, tricks of the trade, so to speak. And I'm really eager to see what they can accomplish moving forward. So I, I played that coming out of the break, speaking with John Sigler, managing editor of Saints Wire, about what Dennis Allen was talking about with Michael Thomas. Is it fascinating to you as it is to me on this standpoint of where the fan base is, and it almost seems like a majority of when it comes to Michael Thomas? Yeah, man, I don't know that there's anything that could be said about Michael Thomas that would make everybody happy right now. <laughs> um, it's just been so frustrating these last few years. And then look, that, this, this includes him. You know, he's the one who has been, you know, laid up with foot injuries for three years now. So in any news that's not, um, he, he's, he's fully clear, green light, he's ready to go. Anything short of that that's going to get kind of a negative reaction. Now, that wasn't really my takeaway from what DA had to say today. We, we knew when he signed this new contract, he has a physical coming up on or about April 21st, and that's kind of the expectation of, okay, what, what, what kind of shape is he going to be in at that point? I'm not too concerned about him, you know, as DA said, not being 100% healthy on, let me check the calendar, March 28th. I'm, not, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm totally fine giving him a month. We'll check in on him there, see where things are, and then we'll set expectations for training camp. I mean, right. even last year... Even last year, we, we had all this uproar over him starting camp on the pup list, and then he was removed from it the next day. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's the kind of thing where I'm, I'm tr- trying to keep it out of sight, out of mind, not make too much of it. Right. Um, worry about it m- m- more on, on those dates we mentioned here in, here in April, here in July, and see where things are then. And I think the other thing, too, is it's sort of what I was saying in the opening segment, John. For those that say, cut him, move on, do that, I'm like, look, when you look at that deal, it's very incentive laden. Like it, it pays him to play, to be ready, to be productive, to do those things. Yeah. So I don't know what the risk reward is. First off, John, it ain't my money. Secondly, it's not a lot of money. Thirdly, who's better? Like if he's healthy, you don't have anybody better in your roster. Like why are we so quick to get rid of somebody that when they're healthy, you saw at the end of the Atlanta game could dominate. Like, why are we so quick to kick him out the door? I don't have to deal with him. I don't have to yeah. pay with him. And it ain't really killing your team as contract. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, man, I, I agree. And, you know, like, like I said earlier, people are frustrated and this has been playing out for so long. That I think a lot of people, a lot of fans are just ready to wash their hands of it, move on and, you know, pretend that the Saints can get some other player who won't get injured ever. And, and that's just not the, that's just not how it works. You know, it's, it's a physical, violent sport. Chris Olave missed two games last year. You know, there, there, there's nobody who's going to be invincible and never get injured. You know, that's just the reality of it. And, and as he said, you know, they're not going to find someone better right now either. You know, uh, you know, may, may, maybe they can find a player in the draft. You know, but that, hey, that, that's more than a month out. Um, that's not really something you're considering. The, the, the deal is signed. Thomas is Mike Mike T is back in the building for at least one more year. And everyone, you know, we just got to hope that he'll get healthy and be a contributing uh, member of this team. John, as we wrap up, when you look at just, I guess, his his demeanor, too, like just listening to today, postseason presser and things of that nature, the, the moves that he's made with the staff, I thought it was interesting he brought up, too, with uh, with Abrams and 
you know, he mentioned that when the new secondary coach is there and, uh, you know, defensive coordinator is going to be helping him, was there at Mississippi State with him. Like, there's a lot of purposeful decisions on the staff that he brought in. Ties, former players, worked with them in the past. Don't don't you get that sense and feel as well? Yeah, man. I think there's a, a certain comfort level in here uh, in, in wanting to work with guys that, you know, that they've got experience with before, whether it's in college or whether it's at other, you know, previous stops in the NFL. Um, you know, we kind of joked around a bit about, <laughs> excuse me, <coughs> kind of joked around a bit about DA kind of getting the band back together with the, with the Raiders, but these are guys that he has that comfort level with and that share his vision for how he wants this team to be built, how he wants the personnel to be deployed, and how, how they want to play football. And I think there's value in that. Now, people can agree or disagree on whether that's the right approach and whether they're making the right hires and all this, but if that's the philosophy, if, if that's the underlying thought here of let me get guys I trust who share the same vision as me, who I'm, I'm in, I'm in uh, lockstep with, then that gives us the best chance to go out and win football games the way we want to play. And yeah. it, it, if it's sink or swim, it's, it's DA's vision. And I am, you know, I am glad that he's kind of taken the initiative here to, to bring in guys that, that he's on the same wavelength as. Sir, where can folks find over there at saintswire.usatoday.com? Oh man, we're keeping up a free agency. It's finally slowed down a little bit. <laughs> it was a bit, <laughs> bit busier than we anticipated off the yeah. rip, but, uh, yeah, we're, you know, we're also kind of shifting gears a bit. We got the draft is less than a month out now, and we're getting ready for that. Uh, we've got we've got draft prospect uh, scouting reports going up every day. We've we've got features going up. We had a great feature on Tajay Spears go up this past week uh, for Matty Hudak, um, and we're just staying on top of everything here. It's going, it's going to be a busy uh, April for us here at Saints Wire, and I cannot wait to dig into it. All right, man. Thank you so much for your time today, bud. Appreciate it. Hey, thanks for having me on again. Yeah, for sure. Have John be a follow on your Twitter feed at John underscore Sigler, S-I-G-L-E, two R's. And, of course, you can follow the Saints Wire at the Saints Wire. We're going to speak with Maddie coming up at 2.15. She was at Tulane's spring game, the pro day, all of that and more. Plus, we'll get her thoughts on what DA and the Saints have been making moves here as well. Open phone lines if you'd like to chime in right now. It's 800-998-1003 on the Upper Cervical Family Chiropractic Hotline. We'll be there tomorrow. But when we come back, a little bit more from DA. We'll take your calls there as well. Sports Hangover at ESPN New Orleans. Lakeview Massage and Therapy is a must for recovery, getting rid of pesky pain, or to simply relax. It's part of Upper Cervical Family Chiropractic and Wellness, so this isn't a neon sign place. They have specialists performing work geared specifically to you. Rejuvenate with a 60, 90, or 120 minute session of Himalayan salt stone, injury and recovery, lymphatic detox, pre and postnatal, post mastectomy movement, traditional therapeutic massages, and ashiatsu. I've had that. You want to try it. Trust me. LakeviewMassageandTherapy.com for info where recovery meets relaxation. Rev is creating the next evolution in communication. A network built for every possibility. Internet, TV, voice, and security. And now we're moving faster than ever before, propelling us forward into the future. The next level in communications. That's what we call revolution. And the revolution is closer than you think. Welcome to Rev. Learn more at letsrev.com. An accident with an 18-wheeler can cause king-size problems and wreck your life. If you've been injured by a big rig, 
Don't play the game of claims with the insurance companies. The King Firm attorneys are experienced at handling 18-wheeler crashes and will see king-sized awards for their clients. Get the royal treatment you deserve when you ring the king. If you've been in an accident with an 18-wheeler, ring the king at 909-KING. LA20-11133. It's not easy being the one everyone counts on to keep your operation running, no matter the weather or supply chain hiccup. But we get you, Raymond and Buffalo, Maria in Miami, and Jules and Troy, taking control of everything that's under your control. At Granger, we're here for you with high-quality supplies for every industry, plus real-time product availability and access to experts ready to help. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. How can you be excited about a show where we just talk? Talk sports. That's how they talk in the major league. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. 800-998-1003. Pelicans get the win last night. Taking on Golden State, they're eight and a half point underdogs. It is back-to-back. It'll um, be interesting to see if they can... Continue to get the win here. Brandon Ingram again, a solid night, 29 points in three quarters. We'll hear from Willie coming up top of the hour. Gary Smith joining us at 115. And then coming up in the two o'clock hour, Schmidt Duo, we'll talk a little bit more specifically about what the Pels are doing differently. Can it be sustainable over the next remaining games? It's not many. It's not many at all as the team is in eighth spot right now. A half game behind Golden State, who's seventh. A half game behind Minnesota, who's in sixth. And two and a half behind the Clippers. In fifth, you play them on Saturday. So again, when you take a look at this schedule, it's all in front of you. You can kind of control your destiny that you at least are playing the teams against. But you got Golden State, Denver, Clippers, Kings, Grizzlies, Knicks, T-Wolves. Seven games remaining. That's it. I would love for two more wins this week of the next three games. I I, I don't. I, I'm not saying that you're you're good and you're in, but you can somehow steal tonight or or Thursday. And again, tonight it's double meaning because you would own the tiebreaker over Golden State. So if you finish with the same record, you're above them. Denver, you match them up. You match up pretty well, and they've already clinched a playoff spot. Got a decent lead over Memphis, so they can almost clinch, you know, the top seed overall. But you get that win either at Denver, here at home against the Clippers, where I think you match up well, and that's going to be at home at the Smoothie King Center on Saturday night. Should be a nice crowd. I mean, it's, you know, it's a 7.30 tip on Saturday night. And all of these home games are are massive. They're all against good teams. Clippers, Kings, Grizzlies, and Knicks. So, no reason. That place shouldn't be loud and ready to go. But if you can get two of these next three, then you would have four games remaining. And I'm just looking. Right now, you've managed to open up. And I say open up, which is really in the lot. But... It's a game and a half from 11th. Dallas is now on the outside looking in. 14 and a half back. Thunder 14. Lakers 14. There you Pels at 8. And as I said, you're half game behind the Warriors. If you can win two more of the next three, 
it, it, like the Jazz right now are three behind you. You're playing them, right? So, well, when you play them, you, you didn't get the tiebreaker. So you want to see them, when they play, lose. And having them lost, that was good. Dallas won yesterday, but you'd like to see some more there. The Lakers have the tiebreaker on you. So you have to remain at least a game above them. And that's why, again, that Golden State-Minnesota game is so key. So we'll do that a little bit more at the top of the hour. But I want to play some more Dennis Allen from earlier today. As I mentioned, everyone's really talking about the Michael Thomas thing. But understand what he was saying is that he's not 100% right now on March 28th. And that's why I played that bike there during John Sigler and I's interview is that he says he's expected to be ready to go for the offseason, if not, you know, camp and stuff of that nature. So th- there it is. That's what um he had to say from earlier today. Now, he was also asked, did Derek Carr and his signing help Michael Thomas decide to come back? I think the acquisition of of, of Derek was, was big and, and, and that – uh, thought process. Um, I don't want to speak for Mike, um, but uh, I also just think that you know I, I think Mike knows, and 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 a lot of our players know that that you know they work they work for one of the better organizations in our league, and and um, you know we're going to have a chance to to do some good things this year. That was interesting. Brian Edwards yesterday was talking about how whether or not he was used or or did he think about um, Derek Carr when he was thinking about signing here and, and this is what he had to say on him honestly I didn't you know just kind of um, know who he is as a person and, and know you know what you're going to get out of him I didn't really need to you know I kind of you know built up a relationship with him and and you know what you're going to get out of Derek you're going to get somebody who works hard and who's uh, you know willing to put himself out there and willing to lead so I don't really need to talk to him much. Yeah, gives you an idea. Now, what does he know about him? Honestly, I didn't. You know, just he was just talking about uh, a signing. What well, was this? Here we go. Uh, yeah, it definitely did. Just because he's someone that you kind of win the battle with, and you know, when you're when you go through a season or two seasons with someone, you kind of build up a trust and you build up an understanding of who that person is. So, definitely. Now, remember, Dennis Allen was saying at the end. Of the season and this offseason, he wanted to have a contested catch guy, a more physical receiver in that room as well. Edwards touched on that yesterday. Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like I can make those contested catches. I feel like I can do, you know, a lot of great things at the receiver position. So I would say that's one of my strengths. All right. As to um, what spot he plays? I, I, honestly, my first couple of years, I played, um, I played the X and then, you know, Going moving forward, I kind of learned to you know play where I was needed and and, and play where I, as needed. So it kind of I thought I can do it all. Dennis Allen, one of the first things he was asked today was about Brian Edwards. We had a lot of really good grades on him coming out in the draft, um, uh, and, and so we felt really good about that. We felt good about the relationship that he has with with Derek. Um, I know when we played them out in, in Vegas in the 2020 season. Um, I was impressed with some of the things that I saw in terms of a big physical, you know, pass catcher. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I think he's he's a guy that, that I think, you know, you, you bring him in, you put him in the mix, and, and uh, I think he's got a chance to help us. 
He was asked about a lot of the different signings here as well uh, on this defense. Here's what he had to say on Colin Saunders. Colin Saunders reminds me a lot of Hollis Thomas. You know, kind of a big square body, athletic, uh, can move. You know, good run stopper, but yet has some has some pass rush ability, sneaky pass rush ability. I think um, the ability to push the pocket inside, um, and, and so I think I think he's going to help us in in that regard. Maybe maybe slightly more athletic than than what we saw with with, with Shy. Um, and then I, I I really think Nathan Shepard is is a similar player to, to David. You know, big physical run stopper. Um, again, another guy that, that uh, probably doesn't doesn't get enough credit in terms of his ability to rush the passer. I think that's an area that he can still improve on. But yet, I think there's some some uh, uh, I think there's something there that, that that hasn't been tapped into yet. And as far as Johnson and Abram, two members of the secondary now that he brought over as well in free agency, his thoughts on that? With a lot of these free agent acquisitions, they're they're guys that we we see a skill set in them. We th- we see things that we like. And we're going to give them an opportunity to come in, compete, show us what they can do. I mean, Lonnie's a, you know, the guy that can play multiple positions, that has played multiple positions. He's played outside. He's played inside. He's played in the safety position. Um, he's big. He's physical. Um, you know, he's athletic, and, and he's got uh, some versatility to him, you know. And, and Jonathan's a guy that, that uh, again, another guy that we had good grades on coming out in the draft. He uh, was a first-round draft choice. Todd uh, Grantham was with him at Mississippi State. He loves the player, um, and, and there's a skill set there that, that we like. I mean, he's he's tough, he's physical, um, and we'll give him a chance to go in there and compete and see what he can do. You, you keep hearing about him wanting to have this team be more physical, and he spoke a little bit about that here as well. He also talked about the Chargers, and they're going to have joint practices, why he likes that as well, his thoughts on John Williams. And... Um, Jamal Williams, uh, it, what he brings to it as well. So we'll touch on all of that and more. Hear from Willie Green a little bit more. Gary Smith coming up at 115. Mark, I see you on the phone. Got like 30 seconds before we go to the break. So let's take the break. We come back. We'll start with you, sir. If you'd like to chime into the conversation, it's real simple. 800-998-1003 in the Upper Cervical Family Chiropractic Hotline. You're listening to Dennis Allen from earlier this morning at the owners' meetings. We hear from Willie Green as well. Pelicans taking on the Warriors tonight. All of that is on the table. And uh, Schmidt Dua, Matty Hudak in hour number three. It's the Sports Hangover on ESPN New Orleans. Count on the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts to recommend the best products for your vehicle and budget. Get maximum cooling system performance for 10 years or 300,000 miles with Peak Long Life Universal Premium.